Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream, and many of you welcome back as well. And I also want to welcome you to episode number eight, which is Revelation part six, called More Than a Conqueror. Uh, Jesus called you more than a conqueror. He says, I need to go to the Father. If I don't go to the Father, the comforter will not come. And if I don't go to if I don't go to the Father, the comforter won't come, and then you will not be able to do those greater works. And he's he's expecting us to do greater works. So my my job today is to dive a little deeper into the scriptures and prove the case that you are the upgrade and the fact that whenever Jesus recreates anything or whenever he redeems anything, he always makes it better. Uh, we're going to dive into some deep, uh, deep scriptures and into some evidence of the scriptures about who you have become at your rebirth. This is so important. And next week, I believe I'm going to get into the specific uh, topic of identity, what your true identity is. And I'm, I'm not going to go into that too far today because I need to recap uh, what we did uh, last week as well and have a lot of material to cover. So uh, buckle up, put your three-point harness on, and let's go. <laughs> so, But uh, before I do, once again, I just want to say that I week upon week, and if you've missed some of the episodes, go back and 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 go over them, uh, because week upon week I'm I'm building a, a capacity, an environment, and a framework, so we can create accessibility and lay hold of all the resources that God has already prepared for you. See, time is 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 something that God created. God is outside of time, and He put everything that He ever created underneath our authority. This is what he did. So the the name of this is more than a conqueror. So what is more than a conqueror? More than a conqueror is somebody that is even greater than somebody that conquered. So let me tell you a quick story before I get into the recap of next week. Uh, a world champion uh, whether whether he's a boxer or a UFC fighter, these guys train like maniacs. They like for six to eight weeks when they have a fight coming up, they they cut out everything, you know, out of their diet and w- whether it's em- emotional or food or even you know sex, they just stop doing it all and they focus on being a conqueror. Uh, you know, you have like Roy Jones Jr. that he, I think he holds more titles in every weight limit rate from middleweight rate up to heavyweight. Uh, and he's my favorite boxer of all times, Roy Jones Jr. Amazing. He's going to be fighting on the 28th Tyson, but yeah, I won't get into that. <laughs> but he, that guy was amazing and he was a conqueror. And so, you know, what is a conqueror? Somebody that just dedicates their lives and, and lays it all on, on the line and steps into the ring and, 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 and fights with tenacity and endurance and breaks through the walls that, you know, that are, that are stopping him. And, and, he, and, he, and he 
he knocks the guy out or, or, or he, he wins by points or whatever, however he becomes a champion that night, however, however he becomes that conqueror that night. And then the, the ref holds his, his, his arms up and he says, the new heavyweight champion of the world or whatever the title he's going after. And then after that's all said and done, his beautiful wife crawls through the ropes and goes over and grabs the check for millions of dollars. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I call more than a conqueror. <laughs> See, it's what Jesus did. Jesus, our, the bridegroom. Jesus, our elder brother. Jesus, the one that we're co-heir with. He did all the work. He was the conquering king, but then he just wrote a blank check and he says, he says, you need to, you need to just believe what I have in what I have done and you shall be more than a conqueror. He did all the battling and he's still doing all the battling. The Lord is doing the battling on our behalf and what our job is, is to believe in what he did. And I just want to add this one other thing and I'm probably getting a little ahead of myself, but that's okay. This is going to be, this is going to be a great, huh? A part of this anyway. The Abraham covenant. See, I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever studied that, but Abraham, you know, it was count, accounted unto him righteousness, even his faith. His faith in what God said that he was going to do for Abraham, that is what caused his righteousness to be had. And so, when they actually made the, and ratified the covenant. And so what a blood covenant was back in the day in Abraham's time is that they, they would take animals and they would cut them in two and they would make a trough uh, as they would separate the two sides of the animal and there would be blood in the trough. And this is what a blood covenant was made up out of. And then you would have two partners that would put on the, the royal robes and they would walk together through the, the bloody carcasses. Sorry for being graphic, but this is what they did. And they would stand on the other side of this trough that they walk through together. And they say, if, if either one of us break this blood covenant, may the worst come to us that happened to these animals. But here, here's the deal. This is what God did for Abraham. He didn't do it that same way. Yes, they, got, they called for the animals. Yes, they, they needed the shed blood because it's blood for blood, life for life, in which you could have atonement for sin back in the old covenant. But then with the blood of Jesus Christ in our new covenant is, is our eternal atonement. And that's how we became at one minute or at, at, we're atoned of our sins. But with Abraham, this is what he did. He he, he called forth the animals and, and Abraham cut the animals and he made the trough and then God put Abraham to sleep. And then God himself says, I will not depend on man. I will walk through this trough of blood by myself and I will make a covenant with myself for my people. And so he woke up and God says to Abraham, all you have to do is believe in what I have done and it shall be accounted unto you as righteousness. And we've been not grafted into the line of Abraham. I mean, sorry, we have not been grafted into the line of Moses. We have been grafted into the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is who we've been grafted into, and that's the covenant. We're not grafted into Moses and the covenant that he made 
with the Ten Commandments. No, we are grafted into a completely different other covenant that Jesus took after in the new covenant. It was the shedding of his blood that has totally made us more than conquerors. See, your job is to believe. Your job is to spend time. Your job is to defer. Your job is to say, what do you want to say? What What are you doing, Father God? We, 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 what makes us more than conquerors is when we believe and manifest the King of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, this step, this um, episode is called More Than a Conqueror. And I want to prove that case that you are more than a conqueror, that it doesn't matter what the enemy uh, can do. It doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. It doesn't matter of the, uh, according to Psalms 91.5, you shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow, the evil plots and the slanders of the wicked that flies by day. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. The, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Psalms 91, uh, 91 in the beginning says, uh, uh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I, in whom shall I trust. And, and so when did these things take place? When did the thousand uh, falling at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, when, when does it come to pass? Is when you begin to believe in the promises that are still yes and amen. And this will make you more than a conqueror. Okay, I've already got ahead of myself, but hopefully that was enjoyable and helpful. So I'm just going to recap quickly episode number seven, which I called the upgrades. So we're still, we're still dealing with revelation and, and, and I'm feeling, I'm, my, my, my job is to fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and to get you to look up and, and begin to live your life from who you are right now and not according to the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm that you are in. Even, even all the evil stuff going on and all the darkness happening, we do not take our definition for, for what we are going, from what we were going through. We take our definition of what God has said about us. So I'm filling your minds and your thoughts with heavenly realities. And we must live from the third heaven. We must not get caught up in the second heaven warfare as much and, and, and be distracted by the enemy saying, look over here and, and illuminating the, the, to your eyes what you're going through. And and amplifying to your ears what you're going through and, and saying, look, I'm so big. I'm this, I'm the mount. No, he is defeated and you're the upgrade and you are the one that is more than a conqueror. So, so last week um, I said to you, you guys are the upgrades. The revelation of who you have become as the upgrades is God's end time grand, grand finale and his end game plan. God said, I will show forth my greatness by my redemption and through my upgrades. And I said this, whoever runs the soul on the earth runs the show on the earth. North America is in an epic battle right now. The battle is for the soul of our nations. God and the enemy are after one thing right now. They're after your soul. The enemy and God are both after your mind, your will, and your emotions. And then I, I talked about how that you are a spirit, that you, that you have a soul, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, and that you live in a body. You, you are a spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. 
See, that's important to know because the essence of who you are is that you are a spirit. You're, you're not just education. You're not just history. You're just not, you know, the things that you've learned or your culture. You're, these are not who you are. You are a born again son of the most high God who is a co-heir with him, the creator of the universe. And you live in a body. And a man does not consist of the things that he possesses. The Bible, the Bible says that you, you are a soul. You possess, you, sorry, you are a spirit. You possess a soul. Man does not consist of the things that he possesses. So you, you do not, your whole being is not made up because you have a better education or you have lesser education or you have, you have this culture or that culture. No, 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 no. You are this born again, spirit filled more than a conqueror, uh, many brethren of the firstborn. You are newborn. You are new. You are of a, a, a royal race. Okay. So not, the enemy is not really even interested in your spirit at this point. If you're born again, there's nothing he can do about it. Third um, John two says, "Beloved, I wish above all things that you miss you you would uh, be in health, even as your soul prospers." But what the enemy is after, he's after your mind. Your mind, see, you, your mind is, is what controls everything here on the earth. What, what, not, what do I mean by that? How do you control? Well, I, I'm not talking about uh, kinetics. I'm not talking about, you know, mind power, that kind of thing. But what, how you think, your life is shaped by your thoughts. The, what you think about really does matter. Because uh, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Uh, your, what, you, what you dwell upon, what you behold is what you become. And, and so the, God, if God can fortify your mind through the washing of the water of the word, if you will fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, then he will train your emotions or train your feelings and he will fortify your soul. But the enemy is, is it, he, God and the enemy are after your soul. He, the soul, whoever runs the soul on the earth, like I said, will run the show on the earth. He, he says, like I said in 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Not as your spirit prospers, because your spirit, you, you are seated in heavenly places with all, with all, uh, uh, over all principalities and over all powers of darkness. You are seated with God in Christ Jesus, in the throne of God. This is who you are. You become a co-heir with Christ Jesus, but it's your soul. The, your soul is saved by the washing of the water of the word of God. Your, your soul now is being saved as you begin to educate your mind according to who you have become by the word of God. So the battleground is the mind. And whoever consumes the mind of humanity will run the show on the earth. Redemption, I said, redemption is greater than perfection. Once again, I'm just doing a quick recap. It's not that quick, sorry. <laughs> um, but these are important things to keep going over and, and, and really beginning to understand and take hold of these. Uh, we need to know uh, the transactional reality of what happened at the cross. Redemption is greater than perfection. You need to go back and, and review why I said that. Uh, uh, and, and I said this, what I'm about to share with you is mind-blowing. Ladies and gentlemen, 
this was all under the old covenant, the old covenant. And I began to talk about um, the, 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 how that you are the cre uh, crown and glory of all of God's creation. And this was in the Old Testament. This was in the old covenant, that you, you were the crown and glory of all of his creation and the second most powerful being ever created. You were made just below Elohim. You're made just below Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is the old covenant. He's put everything under our feet and given us dominion over everything created. And once again, this is in the old covenant. The new covenant that Jesus established is the much more excellent covenant. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, 11. Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Good News Translation says, I assure you that John the Baptist is greater than anyone who has ever lived. But the one who is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. Now, that, when I saw that scripture one day, I'm just like, oh my word, this is mind blowing. And this is what the whole uh, new covenant that Jesus birthed for us, that Jesus died for us, that Jesus would conquered for us so that we could become the upgrades or the more than conquerors. Uh, I, I talk about the last Adam, who was Jesus, was the life-giving spirit. The upgrade became the firstborn of many sons. See, God, Jesus, came here, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory of that of the only begotten of the Father. The, the, he came. He was the last Adam. You are no longer underneath. If you've accepted the blood of Jesus Christ, if you've accepted the payment, if you've, as if, if you've become uh, born again according to the Spirit of the living God, you are no longer underneath the lineage and the dictatorship of a fallen race, and, and you are no longer underneath the Adamic curse because there is a new lineage and a new covenant that was created by Jesus Christ himself, and you became uh, the many brethren of the firstborn, you are the upgrades. Okay, that's 18 minutes. Well, part of it I didn't I didn't spend on um, the recap, but a big chunk of that. So anyway, let's. I'll see if I can get as much of this done this week. Hope you're enjoying these um, these episodes. If you could share them, if you could, you know, continue to download, if you could, you know, go on there and give me uh, five stars or whatever you think is appropriate by how much you're enjoying these programs, uh, these episodes, please do that. Uh, anyway, so here we go. Episode number eight, more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. So what, what I'm doing is uh, attempting to prove the case of God's end time game uh, end game plan. God said, I will show forth my greatness by my redemption and through my upgrades. It was January 3rd, 2016 at 5.15 a.m. God shows up and begins to give me an answer. I'm not going to go through it all again. Go back and hear, I think it was uh, two episodes. I go through it uh, ago, two episodes ago, I think it was, I go through the, the, the 
dictation that I got from God the Father himself about um, what the question I was asking about, why did he want to be known as Savior more than any other name? And, it, you know, and, and, and this has been a setup. That, that prophetic word that, that I, I released a couple weeks ago to you guys called the, the revelation, the greatest, um, uh, the greatest revelation I've ever received uh, from the Father. It was a setup to, to begin to understand the modus of apparendi and what God wanted to do with his bride, what, what he wanted us to become and understand who we become as more than a conqueror, as the upgrades. So I'm, I'm not going to go over that. I thought I would have time, but I'm not going to um, go over that again. Please go back and, and listen to that podcast over again or, or for the very first time. And uh, uh, really get that down in your spirit. You probably would, should listen to that maybe a couple of times because it's so outstanding. So he said, you, I must prove the case about... Um, the kingdom of God, the ecclesia. See, Jesus has been revealing, bringing revelation about the ecclesia. Who is the ecclesia? The ecclesia are the ones that are called out to rule and reign with him in this world as ambassadors. And, and um, we must, as ambassadors, as the ecclesia, understand and begin to get revealed to us and receive revelation of who we have become in Christ Jesus and what he has done for us. So he says, you and Barry, you must build the case and, and, and bring this forward because it's the transforming of our minds in which the supernatural can flow into this realm. The Bible says, lift up your head, O, o you gates, that's your mouth, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and that is your spirit, and the king of glory shall come in. But we need to know and we need to understand who we are so we can begin to make those declarations and recreate and begin to create with God in this place called unknown. A lot of us are in this situations and in this darkness and in this pit and in this problem and in this trauma. And, and But we, we need to know that they don't, they don't determine who we are, that if we will begin to lift up our voices and decree and declare who we are and who he is, everything begins to shift and change because everything is created and everything is held together and everything responds to a spoken word. Did you hear what I said? Everything was created, everything is being held together and everything will respond to a spoken word. And so you need to have revelation. So you need to uh, speak forth the right things. Don't don't say this is my diabetes. I, you know, uh, you know, since a heart attack, they want they want to put me on I, my my sugar level was a little bit a little bit high, so they want to put me on a a uh, sugar pill. And and so, you know, the doctor says, so how's your diabetes going? I says I do not have diabetes. I may be at the momentarily being attacked by it, but and she, and, and she even changed the way she began to speak to me. So, so, so the, the diabetes that you don't have, that you're fighting off. <laughs> so, I, you know, you need to know who you are because I am the healed of the Lord on my worst day. I'm not the healed of the Lord because I eat right, drink right, sleep right. Don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Hear what I'm saying. 
I'm not saying it's not good to eat right, but I want to tell you there is something greater than my ability to exercise or eat properly or sleep properly or drink properly. And it's called 1 Peter 2.24. This is by his stripes, we were healed. So he are, this is what makes him the conqueror, but makes you more than a conqueror. Okay. He says, you must build the case that everything I restore I will make it better. Everything rides on this revelation. When I restore, I bring much, much more. When man, when man restores, he only brings back or restores to what it was before. But when God restores, he always brings much, much more and makes it much, much better. When you were being recreated and reborn in Christ Jesus, you were actually being reformed into something better. To reform something or someone means to make changes in order to improve it. That's what reform means. Make changes in order to improve it. So we are being upgraded for being the second most powerful being in all of creation, just underneath Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Wrap your mind around that. And then what I'm saying to you is you've been upgraded from that. You have been reformed uh, by the word of God, you've been reformed by the spirit of the living God, and you've been, every, every old thing, every past failure and frailty of the flesh, all these things are taken care of, huh. and you have been upgraded because of everything that Jesus has done. My God, he's a conqueror, and you're more than a conqueror. You're that little 90-pound uh wife that walked into the ring with the millions and millions and millions of dollar check after the the heavyweight champion of the world and she takes the check and she goes and spends it (laughs) sound familiar to your home (laughs) just kidding uh anyway um Hebrews chapter 9, 10 says, for they, the gifts, sacrifice, and and ceremonies deal only with the clean and the unclean. This is the old covenant. Food and drink and various ritual washings, mere external regulations for the body imposed to help the worshipers until the time of reformation came. Until the time in which everything was made better. This is the time of the new order when Christ will establish the reality of what these things foreshadowed. These things foreshadowed a better covenant. This is just the word of God. I, I, this is not my opinion, that, or even though it is my opinion, but I just read you the word of God concerning where we're at. And for 2,000 years, God is trying to transform the mind of humanity to bring it to a level where we can agree with who we have become as the spirits of the living God, as we have become one with the spirit of the living God. And I just say this, and the time came for the upgrades to come forth. God is really opening this up because he wants uh, these more than conquerors, these upgrades to begin to operate in authority. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 in the AMPC translation says, and formed us into a kingdom, a royal race. Priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion throughout the ages forever and forever. Amen. So be it. So when you were transformed, when you are born again, when he reformed you, he was forming you into a kingdom a literally, uh, a literal, sorry, royal race. 
you are a royal race. For if by one trespass of the of one Adam, this is in Romans chapter 5, verse 17, in the Amplified Translation. For if by the trespass of one, the one Adam, death reign through the one Adam, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through the one Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay, I'm going to read a little extensive. Uh, Say, Father, help me. Pay attention here. (laughs) This is so amazing. I don't think you're not going to be able to not pay attention. Romans 5, verses 12 through 21. Are you ready? Do you have that three-point harness on? This is in the Passion Translation. Thank you, Brian Simmons. (laughs) Bless you. So this is what it says. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. Sin entered human experience and death was the result. And so death followed this sin, casting its shadow over all humanity because all sinned. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law, but it was not charged against them where no law existed. Yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses, even though they hadn't broken a commandment the the way Adam had. The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was to come. Foreshadow, right? Now, there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime. I got to read that again. I'm so sorry. There is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift of Jesus Christ far outweighs the crimes of Adam. Wow. It's true that many died because one man's transgression. But how much much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of what one man, Jesus, the Messiah, did for us? Come on. And this free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. For because of one transgression, we were all facing death sentence and a verdict of guilty. But this gracious gift leaves us free from any failures and brings us into the perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words, not guilty. (laughs) The enemy is always trying to bring shame and condemnation. But I want to tell you, you have eternally received this dictation and this verdict acquitted with the words, not guilty. Every time you sin, every time you trespass, you just say, Father, forgive me. And immediately he says to you and he says to the enemy and he says to the accuser of the brethren, not guilty. My son paid the price. You are not guilty. Enemy, You you hear my word today. These people are not guilty. My son paid for their lives. Hmm. Let me go on. Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man, death reigned as a king over 
over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. Ah, man, if you if you are not getting excited by what I am reading and, and proclaiming to you today, please get to the emergency because I think you are dead. <laughs> so let me let me continue. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God leads us to a victorious life now available to all. Now available to all. It's not in the great, it's not in the, the sweet by and by. You don't need pie in the sky and the sweet by and by. You need meat in the nasty now. And I want to tell you, God says that you that you have the victorious life now available to all. That's why I'm speaking to you all. Because he's made this available to you all. One man's disobedience opened the door for all of humanity to become sinners. So also, one man's obedience opened the door for many to be made perfectly right with God and acceptable to him. So then, the law, sorry, let me read that over again. Somebody's trying to contact me there. So then the, the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of human sinness, sin, sinfulness out of hiding. The law was only to show that we needed God. And yet when wherever sin increased, there was much more enough of God's grace to triumph all the more. And just as sin reigned through death, so also this sin-conquering grace will reign as king through righteousness, imparting eternal life through Jesus, our Lord and Messiah. Sin-conquering grace. And God is able to make all his grace abound to you, which is his sin-conquering grace, which is his enabling power. He is able to make all his grace abound to you, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. Where there is an abundance of sin, where sin increased, where sin is abundant, there is much greater grace, enabling power, ready and waiting for you to make you that more than a conqueror. Because You are more than a conqueror because of his sin-conquering grace. It's all about what Jesus has done. It's not so much about what believing in what you are about to do. It's more about believing in what Jesus did and paid the price and what was the transactional reality of the cross. What did you get paid for? You are not only, you know, and according to Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 through 15, which I'm probably not even going to be able to get to, my God. Oh, Colossians 2, 11 through 15 talks about how that the enemy was stripped of all of his authority at the cross. You were, the price that was 
that was on your head, then the mortgage that was against your life was nailed to the cross when, when Jesus was nailed to the, to the cross. All you have to do now is believe what Jesus did and you can become born again. You can become a part of the royal race. You can become more than a conqueror. You can become one of the upgrades in which God is going to show forth his greatness through in this season where everything, you, you, you got to stop believing in what the enemy has done and you begin need to begin to believe in what God has done. Stop focusing on everything you don't have. Stop looking to everything negative and, and, and everything that's going on and everything that's trying to consume you, everything that's trying to contain. These things don't make you. You are bigger than, and if you will just allow God, he will rise up in the midst of you, begin to mantle you and begin to flow forth from you and you and your, and the spirit of the living God together to who you have become one with will begin to destroy all the works of the evil one. Ah, it's 35 minutes in. I gotta go. I thought I could do it. Ah, I thought I could do it. <laughs> Love you guys. But I'm going to have to sign off right now. I don't want to overwhelm you and, 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 and wear you out. My grandfather would say to me years ago, he would say, the mind can only receive what the bum can endure. <laughs> Wilma, he said bum right on, right on the, right, right, right there. He said that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Love, love you guys. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you for uh, downloading this. And if it's helping you, please uh, make comment. Uh, please go to my, my website, www.barrymiracle.ca. Um, you can find some resources there. You can find some words and, and some videos that I've done. Um, and also, if you want to, you know, sow a seed into our ministry, you can do it there. Uh, I, my new my, my my book it just uh, newly reprinted and on the cover it says bestseller. I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty honored that people have enjoyed it. That that people have actually bought thousands of books and they're distributed throughout the world. And I'm um, excited for what God is doing. And the book's called Wake Up Into Your Dream, the same name as our podcast, because I believe that it it, it that everything in is encompassed. Everything flows out of God's dream, not only for humanity, but your godly, divine, specific dream that he prepared for you individually. Tapping into that will cause victory in this life, and you would live the life of the more than a conqueror. Hopefully this helped you today. Barry Miracle for now, signing off until next week. And have a great week. Bless you. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life. The day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true. That you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you. Because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>